0: You're listening to the Heart of the Matter podcast with me, Naomi Sturdy. This podcast is aiming to have discussions and conversations on yoga, society shifts and changes, mental health, physical health, creativity,
1: careers and life. This Irish podcast aims to dig deeper and get to
0: the heart of the matter on who we are and why we are doing what we are doing. Hey everyone, welcome to this third episode of the Autumn series. I hope you're keeping well. We are sort of in Dublin here in Ireland, and um, about to enter into our another sort of lockdown, fully restricted phase mm-hmm. of this. Um, year of the pandemic, of all the restrictions, the regulations, the changes, the ups and downs, and I had actually recorded a little intro um, a few moments ago, and I wasn't kind of going to mention COVID at all, and then I thought, you know what, it's um on everyone's mind, so it's important just to say it, that... If you're having a difficult time adjusting or if you're finding you're just a little fed up with everything or if you're enjoying all the changes <laughs> or going back into lockdown, it's all, you know, everyone's unique and everyone's going to have a different experience. So in terms of your own You know, well being and mental health and everything, I think the most important thing is just noticing how you are and figuring out what helps you. Okay. So it's, you know, all well to kind of look out and kind of see all these different types of advice and see what other people are doing and this and that. And I suppose if anything in this year, we, we have the time to kind of get to know ourselves, know what's working, what's helping us, what we enjoy, what we find beneficial or value and trying to integrate that into our, our lives as much as possible in our own health and well-being. And, you know, of course, we have restrictions and there is regulations, but seeing maybe perhaps where there are still possibilities. And that kind of leads me to this chat this week with um, Melissa, because Melissa is a yoga teacher based in Dublin. She's a specialist in pregnancy yoga, active birth workshops, mum and baby yoga, infant massage. She sort of explains it herself that she works from um, one end of the spectrum of women all the way through to the other. So from fertility all the way through postnatally and right up until menopause. So she's a wide range of knowledge to help women with through the medium of yoga. And I guess a lot of what we speak about is all the potential and possibilities that are there for women that we can learn how to empower ourselves through different stages in life with education, with awareness. And it's something that I think is really, really important, particularly when maybe we're used to being involved in systems where we're told what to do or kind of given answers and we speak a bit more about that idea of tuning in and really trusting your own wisdom and your own power and your own voice so so i hope that especially anyone who's based in ireland listening and get some value out of this podcast and i might give a little bit of respite from maybe listening to the news or something like that (laughs) and so if you have anything you'd like to reach out about afterwards or if you'd like to share this episode with any mothers to be or other women please feel free And if you want a message or anything, you can get me on Naomi at ElementsYoga.ie or as always on social media. So enjoy and stay well. And I will be thinking of everyone over the next couple of weeks and I will be in touch with you the next episode next week.
1: You're very welcome on I'll uh, officially you welcome you on and um, how is everything going with you this year in general with teaching and stuff?
2: Well this year in general um, I would say it's gone really well you know yeah. um, I found like you know just so grateful that we could go online yeah um, what I what I loved about the online experience I, I, I will admit at the beginning I found it challenging um and a bit nerve-wracking but once you get your confidence up you know then it you know i'm used to filming videos but not live you know so that was something that i really had to, <laughs> come to yeah see. so um i i'm getting messages from women all over ireland i've even had someone from hong kong i've had india I, you know not not that many from around the world but for instance, last week, I got a message from someone who had their baby, and been with, they been—they really were with me from the beginning, <clears throat> and they were from Waterford, and they don't live near Waterford City, and she said, you know, she has a toddler as well, and she said she never would have made it to a yoga class, and she didn't on her first baby, and she said she's just so grateful, and she really felt her birth went so it was in so- it was such a positive experience for her from learning so much in the class. you know my classes very much prepare people for birth as well it's not just let's do yoga it's it's everything and so um she just was so grateful and when you get messages like I'm getting a message like that every couple of days from people who just never would have had access and then when the studios opened um banging down the doors you know women just pregnant i mean there are women who don't want to leave the house and i totally get that and they're doing it live streamed um and then the but the classes have wait lists every week you know it's amazing amount so it's not like the normal numbers that we would have yeah um, but so they are obviously smaller and restricted but i think Like they just want to get out. Yeah. It's
1: amazing that, like, you know, that lady from Waterford, like, it really did open it up for her. Like, I had a friend like that in a rural area in Ireland that, like, just never would have been able to go to classes. Yeah. So So it's cool to kind of think, oh, yeah, like that actually is such a benefit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And you don't have to travel anywhere, you don't have to deal with any of that stuff. So yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And um, just to give everyone listening a little background, so you specialize in teaching yeah. women who are pregnant, mothers, like all the kind of...
2: Really career. from supporting your fertility to... Yeah, birth, yeah. To <laughs> the menopause. So I have uh, trained now, I'm not teaching these classes regularly, I need my, I have three kids and um, one is 14 and a half, one is 11 and a half and one is eight and a half. So it's a really busy household as well and um, and uh so i i am i am trained in yoga to support fertility i never would say it guarantees anything but it's you know what you can do to just help your mind and your body deal with it uh deal with going through maybe fertility treatment or issues or um losses and um then also uh then i'm uh postnatal trained as well Uh, sorry, pregnancy trained, I should say, uh, before that. Um, I did my first pregnancy training in California in 2003. Wow. Um, Yeah, I had no idea how, like back then I was very into like hot yoga, you know, really hardcore. And then I just, I knew that Ireland really hadn't much pregnancy yoga. And I just felt that this was something that I wanted to bring. I just, my instincts were telling me to do it, even though I had no desire really to have kids at that stage myself
1: and what um um, so what kind of stage of your life were you at then 2003 was it like
2: (laughs) i was leaving san francisco so i lived in san francisco and we just really missed home you know and my husband's parents are much older than mine and you know i i had left ireland 10 years before that both of us left ireland my husband was away for 11 years i was away for about 10 years so we just really, we met in San Francisco and I think we wanted to go to Ireland together. Okay. Um, and you lived
1: there for 10 years together.
2: I For seven years with, with Jim. Yeah. I had traveled wow. for the guts of about two years and, you know, had lived in France and, you know, so I, I, uh, you know, I kind of, as soon as I left school and got, you know, the first qualification I could get to get me traveling. And um, like my first qualification was in tourism. Oh cool. That was just so I could have it as an excuse to travel you know. Yeah. <laughs> in my, my yearbook in school in sixth year I kind of everyone got kind of a, um, a heading over their name and mine was you know travel the world because I just loved <laughs> traveling so I knew I was going to do that and I was always jumping out of you know jumping off mountains jumping out of planes and I definitely had this uh, adventure, you know, personality. Amazing.
1: Even now talking about it, I'm like, because we haven't gone
2: anywhere this year. And I'm like, oh my God, traveling. (laughs) I know. Listen, I know. And then, you know, I always thought I'd probably travel more with kids, but now I find I go to a place that's easy, you know, where... It's, you can walk to a restaurant, you can walk to the beach, there's stuff going on for the kids. You know, now I barely go any, like when we travel, I'm like, okay, we're not moving for two weeks, you know, instead of well, your
1: priorities shift. Yeah.
2: Now my husband would completely argue with that because I always have a map in hand, like, where are we going next? You know, so he probably would like stay in the one spot. You know, I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah. I just love adventure. But then, um, so I did my pregnancy training over in San Francisco and came home. And um, the very end. And did you like when
1: you took that pregnancy training? So, like, say in the states, did you was it kind of like you were this obviously active person? Oh, you're you going know... on
2: the sound there. Hold on. Can you hear? Me? Can you hear me?
1: Yeah. It just
2: mute there for a second. Sorry. Continue. Oh yeah.
1: So, say you were this active person. Was all your yoga basically like kind of? Fitness oriented, or did you find it was kind of helping, like slow down a little? Like, what way was your? Well, I was in a
2: really stressful job, so okay. um, like I loved my job. The travel agency I worked for was an Irish company, and they were amazing to work for. Atlas Travel. They had a branch here in Dublin as well, and you know, <laughs> I had to come back to Ireland to do the interview because they were going to pay for my visa because I had met Jim the year before. Totally spoofed, I knew what email was. I had no idea, you know? <laughs> yeah. this was in 1998, I had no idea. So I spoofed my way through, got it, and the most amazing people, it was family run, amazing, but it was so stressful, you know. It was, it was booming, you know, it was Celtic Tiger days and uh, uh, America was doing really well, but then September 11th happened and that just destroyed it all, but I was very stressed you know, I'd go off on my lunch and I'd come back and be 75 messages to get through. I was going in sneaking in sometimes on a Sunday because I just couldn't bear the thought of Monday going in with that load. And I'm quite a, I like to get things done. I'm not someone I like, if I don't get something finished, it really stays in my, stays with me. So anyway, I, a friend of mine took me to a yoga class and I don't think I'd felt that good in a long time. And when I say good, I mean, I think my, my, I forgot about all the workload, Mm. but no, my job, the people were amazing and very supportive. It was just a big workload. And um, so I just thought, God, I if I could feel like this most of the week, this would be amazing. So then I started just taking yoga regularly and I just, it totally transformed me and my stress levels. So then September 11th happened. So the company I literally shredded for two months and um, that was my job. And my visa was running at the end of November. So myself and my husband got married very quickly, even though it sounds easy. It wasn't easy because he already had become a citizen. And I decided to do a yoga teacher training. I, I, um, like I did very little research about the training I was going to. I just thought, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I love it and, and then I did that and then when we decided to move back to Ireland about two years after that and um, I, I don't know my instincts do you know what happened to me I was teaching a class and a pregnant woman came in now she was on her third baby she was very confident I nearly died I was I'll never forget I remember her exact place in the room she was by a window and I remember teaching the whole class just my heart was pounding because I had no experience working with pregnant women, you know, mm. but then chatting to her after class, she was just so lovely and told me how yoga had helped her. And I was really blown away by it. And now I was contacting yoga friends over here, talking about pregnancy yoga and there just, it just did not seem to be much like this was 2003. And um, you know, back then everyone was going around to the yoga mat in, in San Francisco under their arm on a weekend. It wasn't happening in Ireland yet and so i thought oh and i looked up this amazing woman um called robin sale and it was just in the santa Cruz mountains we stayed on campus there for a week i mean there were deer at your window when you woke up it was just amazing (laughs) but her training i was really blown because like you're saying i was into the fitness side of yoga as well as the mental side I've always been like, I was a big aerobics fan. You know, I remember going into Diggs Lane (laughs) dance studio when I was younger and, you know, so I was, I did like a lot of movement. And then I met people who were doulas at this training and midwives. And it was like this almost secret little kind of meeting and and gathering. And I remember being blown away by people's stories. As some of the women were working at birth centers. I mean, being Irish I never heard of any of this and oh it was just so um inspiring and the only thing is is the training I did there was a little bit of yoga but it was very much the you know mental aspect like supporting them during pregnancy and during birth and empowering them sowing seeds through your class so I was sitting there completely in awe of everybody and just thinking oh my god Ireland here I come you know I couldn't wait to move home and just go wow but I also was really scared when I left because there wasn't a lot of yoga in it which kind of blew me but then I realized when I started teaching women the you know I the yoga is just a tiny part of it you know it really is mm-hmm. it's about sowing seeds in your class and and I'm so grateful for that you know that I got that in my training instead of just yeah
1: definitely yeah,
2: like it was probably twenty five percent movement and seventy five percent you know um, and delving into mental and an
1: attitude and approach and yeah. absolutely
2: and teach t- teaching women about their bodies and how uh, you know how they can make space and you know the anatomy and physiology of birth and. I just remember sitting there feeling like the country girl, <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah, yeah.
2: Really kind of clueless, but just learning all this new stuff, thinking, wow. And from that day, from, from like my first day on, I just learned and educated myself and, you know, delved into books, fell asleep with books about the pelvis on my chest, you know, and, and went back to Ireland and I, I got a job working as a pregnancy yoga teacher. And there was one person in my class that was early 2004. Wow. I almost think the studio owner just gave her a free class to come, you know, just to get <laughs> going. And I had taught a couple of classes in America, so it was very different coming to Ireland. You know, like in America, your 6am class could have 30 to 40 people in it. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a different, different yeah. way over there. And know? in
1: Ireland at that time, like, you know, I now know going through my own experience, kind of sort of awakening to like... You know what I see is sort of almost prevailing attitudes, or you see maybe how things are changing. Like, how was it back then in terms of women's attitude to their pregnancy, or um, you know their physicality in general? Like, do you remember what it was like back then? Or
2: I do um, an incredible amount of fear, yeah, about even just doing yoga because it wasn't such a widely practiced practice you know so and um, there was I, I don't know how much we've changed in the hospitals to be honest with you yeah of the interventions things like um you know giving birth off the bed weren't that huge that you know, popular and um, what else things like you know delayed optimal cord clamping was a big no-no you know nowadays it's it is it is part of hospital policy, but I still encourage... And can
1: them. you explain just what the benefit of that is or...
2: Well, it's like a blood transfusion for your baby from the placenta through the cord into their body. So it's the okay. last gush of blood from the placenta. And if you think about the placenta has been feeding and nourishing, like that has been like the, you know, the the connection between the mother and baby's blood and, and everything. And so it's you know, in some places it's called mother cake and in other, you know, traditions, cultures, it's, it's honored this placenta. We just chuck it, you know, um, not everybody does but um you're saying now you
1: think it's more widely
2: practiced to to delay no it wasn't it was something that you almost had to fight about in the hospital okay it's just oh yeah sure no problem you know they're even doing it during cesarean births which is just amazing you know (laughs) yeah okay we've come a long way i feel but there's still a long way to go so i don't want to say we're, we're still as backward as i felt we were um but you know coming from america there was you know people who owned birth centers were were really up against it um it's big business you know so um smaller businesses like birth centers you know in america were closing down And um, the word doula was something that i had never heard of and when i came you know i came back and very early on i did a, i've done two doula trainings and i it was just people just didn't know what that was whereas now you can say the word doula not everybody will know so a doula is somebody who is there to support the mother um, it's like another hand to hold and just someone there who trusts you and someone, you know, that has just got your back and is there for you 100 percent. They're not making decisions for you. You are. But they're there to support you. So that kind of, you know, word was just what are you talking about? And having had a a home birth myself on my first daughter, like I didn't tell many people. And when I told people, I really was received with very negative attitudes and Mm. just kept it a secret because, and back then you had to keep it a secret from the hospital as well. So you still went to your hospital appointments, but had a home birth, you know, it was, it was just one of those things. It was, there was incredible amount of negativity and you were up against it. If you started vocalizing Um. But oh, why do
1: you think all of that happened? Like, you know, or it continues to happen, you know, almost the lack of empowerment or it's kind of, I suppose it's like school, <laughs> like, yeah. like there's kind of like a top down hierarchy, mm-hmm. but it's, it's so fascinating to me because even now my own appointments, like it's not super informative. Like I don't feel like I leave going, okay, great. I know what I have to do today. It's more like, um, it's like you're a patient as opposed yeah. to a healthy person going through a process
2: using their services for support and yeah yeah um i mean i do think it should be just midwifery led and have the obstetricians there for an emergency and um, just you know it, they are fantastic and i know some amazing ones who fully support women and are very empowering but then there's lots who aren't <laughs> so yeah um, yeah medicalized and um, I don't know if you've seen the movie "The Business of Being Born" by Ricky Lake. No. Oh, it's so good. You should okay, watch well, that. I'll take it. that down. <laughs> yeah, it's "The Business of Being Born" Ricky Lake and Abby Epstein. They they brought out this now. It's it's old at this stage, but it's still new if you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: it's very good. But they talk about the business of it. Okay. Um, I think. just don't think it's in the training you know i mean i run pregnancy training and i have since 2007 and at the one i just started i have three mental health nurses that work in hospitals here taking it isn't that brilliant yeah like the training that just finished last february that started this time last year we had six midwives from around ireland take that course i have we have anything from about three to eight medical professionals that are working in maternity hospitals in ireland we've had northern ireland we've had um you know the west we've had down from down south we've we've had all over across the board and and so i think it's just not in the training you know it's been the training is um, and and rightly so because these thankfully these medical interventions are there and thankfully we have trained people for when we really need them and so It's, but not everybody needs them. I was talking to somebody, one of the uh, midwives who was in the course last year, they had um, some Dutch midwives come over on like an exchange for a year. And when they were leaving, this midwife said, what would you notice was the biggest difference between your hospital and our hospital? And they said, the um, high risk women, she said, In Ireland, you consider certain things to be high risk, like diabetes. And there are risks, yes. But over there, they don't consider them, they're not, they don't create so much fear around this high risk.
1: Okay, yeah.
2: A lot more options to, you know, birth in in a way where they are more involved in decisions and more empowered as well. And like, what does this woman, what's this woman hoping for? You know, some people are delighted and just something to get back to that you're asking about. Why is it? You know, a lot of people, they go and they pay for a doctor. They want that antibiotic. They Mm. want to leave with a prescription. Okay, so a lot of times when people are paying for something, they expect something in return. You know, people who go privately sometimes can be worried that their obstetrician may not make it um and i'm like well actually it's really the midwives who are there most of the time the obstetrician isn't there the whole time they're just on the phone going okay should i come now how are things yes yeah show their face they may come in at the end they might be there for the last hour like people don't realize that i mean the amount of women i see that over christmas time end up with cesarean births from induction because it's around christmas and they want that obstetrician there they'd rather have a cesarean birth so that the obstetrician is there that they've, I guess, created a you know, relationship with you know, yeah. over the course of their pregnancy, as opposed to not being too worried about that, being confident that the midwives know what they're doing. And there's always an obstetrician in the hospital. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, so
1: interesting, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think we, I think, I don't know, I think here, especially we like to have something in return, you know, you yeah. know not everybody, by the way, um but i just i see massive changes in women who start class even even early, later on in their pregnancy and they start the pregnancy yoga and because their gp what, what's brilliant now which was not happening years ago was gps are recommending that women do yoga like I my mm-hmm. local gp recommends everyone does yoga um and in the hospital at appointments, midwives are recommending people do yoga. You know, even women who are diagnosed with high blood pressure, but they're on medication and they can still continue on with life, they're not on bed rest, are told to still go to their yoga practice. Like anyone mm. who contacts me and says, Hey, I spent the night in hospital, my blood pressure was really high, but they're giving me this medicine, they think it's working and i always say well can you just mention to your caregivers that you want to come to class and i'll you know it's i'm not i will i'll make sure that i don't do something you know i like to really really make sure women are prepared for giving birth so it's not a very it's not always a very gentle class but if that woman's there i'll just tell her look if you feel anything just sit down or or do less or whatever and and um but they i even have women contacting me saying um oh my blood pressure was high and then they told you know I, I had to be admitted but I did all the breathing or the relaxation we did in yoga and I managed to bring it down and look it could be the medicine they were giving them but women feel oh look my yoga really helped I think yeah. a, personally I think it's a combination I think your your mental health really affects your blood pressure you know yeah definitely it's a Yeah. related issue or not um, it's so interesting like
1: you were saying there like Um, you know there might be that kind of attitude of like oh well I've you know I've paid for this service you know I should get something in return like that kind of thing and I suppose like you know like given in my own experience like I've been like active like my whole life and kind of interested in physical education and anatomy and all that kind of stuff and it kind of astounded me as I like became pregnant and kind of in those early months just even for myself, how suddenly I felt like, oh, I'm not really getting much information here of like what it is exactly, like is everything still okay? Because I'm an active person or I'm fit. And I had to kind of go hunting for it. Yeah. And it took a little while till I felt like, for me, that I got the confidence, oh yeah, it's actually all fine. Like, exactly. you know, my body can do
2: this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I
1: think that like, that for me felt like, um, I suppose a gap like when you first ring your GP and you, you know, you say, okay, I'd like to start, you know, the whole process. I'm pregnant. Da, da, da. Like it felt like a small gap, like suddenly you were being spoke to like, okay, you know, all these medical things got checked off, but it wasn't almost like, a, you know, there was nothing really about nutrition. There was nothing really about exercise far mm. the kind of broad, you know, keep stay healthy. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. I remember being in the in in one of the hospitals, and the picture. And and I get it because this is a big problem. <clears throat> Instead of the supersized Big Mac, they were showing pictures of the supersized meal, just getting the regular size meal. Oh, gosh, so that, yeah. When I was in the hospital, they were the pictures going around. Instead of the big drinks, go for the regular size. You know. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so, and and you know, it's um. Yeah, it's, there's, there's still a, a long way to go, definitely. Yeah, and it's cool that you said like there's
1: midwives going to your trainings because um, that's something I feel like, you know, bar even being pregnant, I think in general, our kind of attitude to like, oh, I have a achy shoulder, you know, and then it's kind of outsourced to a physio or whatever. Like I would love to see more cohesion between you know, yoga professionals, someone who's trained, like, as a physiotherapist, and then when you're pregnant, like, that you'd have, like, a team, like, I feel like you should have a team, your yoga teacher, your midwife, your doula, Mm -hmm. and that they all converse, and it's kind of like, oh, yeah, how's she doing this week?
2: (laughs) Well, a a friend of mine gave birth in Holland, she has two kids there, she lives just outside Amsterdam, and apart from the yoga teacher, they all have that, so, yeah, physio, yeah, Even postnatally, you get three physio appointments, I think. You also get two couple counselling. Wow, yeah. If you want them. You're also assigned a doula. Now, you pay according to what you earn. So she is a graphic designer and she um, works for herself. So she paid seven euros a week to have a postnatal doula come in. Now, she also had a doula... um, she was um having a home birth and like all that was covered and it can be here too but she, then she also was able to get a doula on top of that and, and then now she did end up having her baby in the hospital and um, just you know i mean people think home birth is really careless but it's not like they are checking like it's very very meticulous so mm-hmm. if there's any little tiny suspicion that baby might be happy or something's going on, mom you go in like that's it yes yeah. there's, there's no questioning it and so, anyway, she also paid seven euros a week. So this postnatal doula came to her house every day for two hours, every day for the first two weeks of having her baby. Also, she was assigned someone in her area. Uh, uh, that's a that was a breastfeeding counselor. Okay, so someone who's been trained to support women uh, to, during their breastfeeding journey. And so what they do there is they give you someone who lives near you so there's people all around the place and so they're assigned maybe three people in their areas let's say who who are recently given birth and they get paid for that but they you know they get the rest from the government and she was paying seven um i think also about seven euros a week so like her her spending on postnatal care between the breastfeeding um support and the postnatal doula support was something like 15 euros
1: a week wow amazing she had
2: that person she had the breastfeeding support for one month
1: yeah amazing
2: so you know like it's just it's
1: and in terms like i've been studying a little bit um this year more on trauma and trauma in our system like our nervous system and then everything mental emotional well-being but one thing that's kind of coming up a lot is for Mothers, when they're pregnant, like so, how babies will feel certain stresses from the mother, and then also those first early months, like you know, if there's any extra undue stress on the mother, like how the baby will pick up on that. And it's just so interesting to me, like, not that we all have to be, Oh my god, I was stressed today, is it gonna badly affect my baby? but more that the awareness of how important it is to kind of um channel all these supports to to women pregnant and in those early months because they that's that's the new life that's forming now and we will either pick up on oh things aren't so safe or they're not secure and yeah yeah, it's so interesting
2: there's so much i mean there's so much we could do um you know i try sometimes i get really overwhelmed (laughs) like, cause I want to help everybody. And I just, yeah, kinda, my mantra is just one person at a time sometimes because, you know, if someone in that class picks up that little seed I've sown, then brilliant. And it does happen. You know, like, I remember when I first started teaching, I was really everyone, you know, I wanted to make sure everyone was empowered, whether they were having a cesarean birth or not and, or, or vaginal birth. And, uh, I am, or whether they wanted to have an epidural or not, you know, you're trying to keep everybody happy all the time and being very PC and, but then, you know, that stresses me out. So I just kind of like, okay, one person at a time. If one person likes what I'm teaching today, then that's great. Instead of worrying about everybody, but just something you said about the physio and the yoga teacher, you know, that's something that, that also I come up with a lot is women are told, Oh, that's just a symptom of pregnancy. Yeah. Um and to be honest with you, I don't I don't believe that. Yes, okay, sometimes something comes up and no matter what you do, it's gonna be there. Like if you're prone to having something like SPD simpsis pubis dysfunction, which is when the connective tissue in the pubic bone really softens earlier on in pregnancy there's a hormone relaxant, which is supposed to soften all our ligaments and connective tissue you know so that baby can grow and our pelvis can widen and so we can birth baby it has an incredible amount of benefits for our body for pregnancy and birth but it can cause pain as well not for everybody but you know like there's things you can do in yoga that really really help but seeing a physio can also really help and if you go to your doctor and you're told oh it's just part of pregnancy and your whole pregnancy you shuffling or in a lot of pain and you know I have a mom in my class who's on her fourth baby and she just discovered me on her third baby in a postnatal class and she kind of was looking back because I was encouraging her to go to I would encourage all my postnatal women to see a women's health physio that will give them an internal pelvic floor check so you can see what's going on you know because some people think they're something but they're not you know sometimes they're the opposite or they're grand or they're not so she took on board this, you know, women's health physio postnatally, and she, she wanted to have a fourth child. So she knew that she needed to just, she was on crutches on her first, second, third baby. With wow. The, yeah. Yeah. So she is now 33 weeks in my class, no crutches, fourth baby. So you think everything will be a lot more lax. Um, and she started yoga very early on, and she's just like, she's not, she's not a hundred percent. She feels it, but she's not on crutches. Yeah. She's got three other kids. So she'd be doing a lot of lifting and imbalance in the pelvis would be pretty much happening every day. I'd say, but it's amazing how looking after your body in that way, we aren't really encouraged. Uh, I'll say you know, women in Ireland to really look after our anatomy as well as say other places might be, you know, f- for instance, French women that come to my class, in pregnancy and postnatally, you know, they've heard me talk about the importance of women's health physios. There used to be very few. Now there's more out there, which is great. But as soon as their baby is like every French person who's come through my class, as soon as that baby is able to travel between six and eight weeks, they are on that flight over to a women's health physio because it's just so hard here. It's not something that's, yeah, if you have a problem, that you'll still be with like if you had a lot of trauma through birth of the perineum or other stuff that's going on that might be going on before pregnancy and after and yes you will be still part of the hospital system and but you don't I actually
1: was just speaking to a lady I trained and she just had a baby and she was messaging me because she said there's a year-long wait list for the pelvic floor specialist in the the public system in Ireland
2: I so I kind of
1: gave her a few contacts. Yeah, I I recommend, recommend, yeah.
2: I'd recommend people go private and I say, I know it's tough and I know that yeah. you may not be able to like then go on the wait list. I actually do tell women to literally cry down the phone when they're going yeah. on the wait list, because here, you know, you to try and, get there, get in on a cancellation. I think you need to almost exaggerate your symptoms sometimes. See, we women will be crying on their own, but when they call up, they go, hi, I'm just looking for an appointment. Whereas they're in bits. And yeah, they're like, oh, yeah. I'm, gra- I'm grand, you know. Yeah. you know what I mean? They were up all night in pain. And I'm like, yeah. don't sugarcoat how you're feeling. You must really let them know, you know, because then they'll think she's grand. And you'll be at the last the last person going in yeah but i've had many many women like many women tell me no i'm by the way i'm not this is i'm very for a woman seeing i i think everyone should see a physio anyway the last four weeks of pregnancy just to check for imbalance in the pelvis just okay to yeah see what state it's in you know just so that it's almost like you know when we're going on a big journey in a car and you'd make sure you've got oil, you'd make sure you've got water, you'd make sure your tank was full, you might give the car a little clean, you know, all this kind of stuff is happening, you'd take, make sure there's room in the booth for all your stuff, you know, it's a bit like your little little checks, you know, okay, just yeah. before you go and give birth, especially if you have something going on, you know, I would really encourage that, but many women say they get huge relief from their yoga class, and they're like, well, I'm paying that amount for this class, yet I'm paying this amount for my physio sessions and I'm actually finding, you know, I'm getting more relief in the yoga class. Now this doesn't happen all the time, but it happens regularly. But I would always say like if someone's in my class and they're suffering with pain, you know, after about two, three weeks, if they're still saying the same thing to me, I really am like go and see a physio. And so many times when they go, they go, why didn't I do that earlier? And yes, it's about 60 euros, I know that. But, you know, but it's so
1: worth it, I think, even
2: for the figure out how you balance it out.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, not have the takeout on the Friday or whatever, you know, it just it does make a difference.
1: Definitely. And I find for me, like even when I just speak something out loud to someone, if I say, oh, yeah, I've been a bit sore here or whatever it might be. It's almost like psychosomatic. As soon as I say it out loud, that like, oh, I'm paying attention to this the next day, I'll feel like, oh, it's actually kind of better now. Yeah, it's like there's a, you know, even if it's not like a particular physical thing you changed, I do think your body's listening, and it'll, it'll say, all right, okay, you're paying attention, you're adjusting, and it kind of responds. Yeah.
2: Well, so, I mean, when you focus on a part of your body, you are sending your awareness there, you're, you're encouraging blood flow, like good circulation yeah. is, is good health. You know, that's what I always say, people say, what's the biggest benefit of yoga? I always say, good circulation <laughs>
1: you know? yeah definitely yeah it's
2: one of them it's you know I mean people yeah can do that with me definitely but it's more if I just want to keep it on a very kind of basic uh terms and just you know just someone who wouldn't really be no yoga or into yoga yeah. that much I would always say really good circulation because that's what it is it's getting yeah and going and releasing blockages and releasing tension and, you know, juicing up the body, whatever you want to call it. You know, a yoga class can be like a massage for your body. It it depends what you're doing and what the-
1: Definitely. And I think like it's, you know, it's interesting when you say that like, you know, aspects of your class, it's not all just kind of lying around the place. Like we're kind of strengthening as well for the process of carrying the weight for the labor. And I think that's something that's really stands out to me as well, like even before being pregnant, You know, I think it's in a feeling in yoga that, oh, we just kind of stretch and we make everything more flexible. But actually, when we do something strong, that's when those tight spots suddenly feel like, oh, they feel supported now. I feel more stable.
2: Yeah, like in my class last night, we were using a block. So not only were we creating connection, keeping the, what happens in pregnancy, the nerves from the brain to certain muscles can just get a little damp because they're, they're under a lot of pressure, you know, Yeah. especially the birth process. Like they just go shut off No, oh, I'm taking a break, you know, whereas if we can keep the brain to muscle nerves fired up in a good, healthy way. It means when you have your baby, it's much easier to connect and that that's a fact. and and like you know connecting to certain muscles means we if we find it easier to connect to other muscles but i was also teaching it's not all about hugging in and strengthening i was teaching it was like the class was called 50 50 so it's like you need to learn how to engage to connect to tone to strengthen but equally you need to learn how to let go release relax you know it's 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 you know that as a yoga teacher you know how
1: yeah it's like being able to notice the difference between oh god i was kind of clenching there and then kind of letting
2: that like that the squeeze and release is what we start what we do yeah yeah release and we did a big lion's breath at the end but that's not just for the benefit of pregnancy that plays a major role in giving birth as well and mothering so for we, we just spoke about the pregnancy aspect birthing you have to learn like you're you you want to go in feeling as strong as you can feel like you're knackered you know but you need to learn how to let go in birth you need you see if you're unnecessarily tensing your face shoulders wrapped around your ears and trying to birth at the same time you're creating your body has to work harder because it's dealing with these muscles it's dealing here you're creating more tension rather than letting go and it's very easy for me to say i've given birth three times i know how hard it is but I, and I never sugarcoat how hard it is, but I also say you can do this and you're learning how to let go during a very intense time. So learning how to let go while all that intensity is happening in your body really helps. And then motherhood, you know, I remember myself like clenching my jaw, my toes curling, babies up again, and your fingers, and you can feel the knot in your stomach. You've just put them down. You're just about to eat one spoonful of your dinner. That's freezing cold now yeah yeah and um, and that not you know you can feel yourself getting tighter and tighter and the stress and learning that 50 50 just also learning to let go is just so important whether you're not pregnant as well you know or or mothering but it it it's it's it it just you know has that thread right through pregnancy birth and motherhood as well so you know, yeah. and like two weeks ago, we did breathing through discomfort. So, you know, that, that's being in a challenging pose and staying in it. And I'll kind of time uh, the average length of a surge of a contraction. And uh, I won't give them any tools. I'll just hold them in that pose. And they're giving me dirty looks like, what is she doing? <laughs> Someone said yoga was nice. Ooh, I'm not coming back tomorrow. And then in the second set, I'll give them tools how to deal with it. And they're like, Oh, sure, this is grand. That was nothing. You know, they kind of forget. And it's really empowering when you can teach women how to stay in something that's uncomfortable, not painful. If anyone experiences pain, I'm saying, get out of it. That's a message thing. Leave what you're doing. Mm. So, you know, I remember hearing an amazing, uh, he was an obstetrician. He worked for the World Health Organization and he's on that film, The Business of Being Born. He now has passed away, but he was bad. And he was like, you know, the sensations of birth they're messages, they, they're telling us how to act upon them. So when you feel them and you get into an all fours position and you feel relief, you know you're in a good position for what's going on in your body. If you, he, he's like, if we, if we cut off the sensations, we don't know how best to help our body and our baby. And that always really stays with me as well. You know, like the sensations, trying to not almost become friends with them, that like they're there for a reason, they're there to help you and guide you into trying to get into easier positions they're hard but it's amazing how your position can really make a difference on what you're feeling
1: yeah definitely yeah yeah and Um, what would you say so like over the years like so you took this pregnancy teacher training kind of on a whim and you've kind of delved into that whole world saying what the last 17
2: years (laughs) 2003 I know I was thankfully we're in 2020 it's much easier to count back yeah
1: yeah (laughs) so like what would you say like your draw still is like your philosophy is it towards this kind of feeling of empowering or is it towards like you know really helping drive change in Ireland like what do you think still gets you kind of fired up about it a
2: bit of both Mm. I found probably when I was more when I was pregnant myself and and really, you know, birthing babies and had newborns, I was probably really driven to fight fight fight. But I feel for myself that can cause a lot of fear around the people who are coming to your classes too. So what I what I what I really my philosophy is just empowering, you know, mm-hmm. just letting women discover their bodies and how amazing their body is. I mean, like yourself, I'm really into anatomy. So there's a lot thrown into my classes as well about look what the body does. And it's not just bones, it's hormones as well. Um, and again, sowing seeds, you know, just trying, you know, there's a week, a week never goes by without me getting a couple of messages, one to three messages saying, you know, the how the yoga helped and that might be for a woman who didn't have any medical interventions or it might be a woman who you know had gone to a certain point and then had medical interventions or it might be someone who was induced somebody who had ended up with you know quite a lot of intervention or a woman who had a medical reason for you know something you know birth not to go the way that she had hoped for like birth can ask so many different things of us or it might be a woman who had a cesarean birth And when I see even one positive thing that came out of their experience because of the classes, I just feel like my job's done. It's a very rewarding job. You know, it really is because you see women, it's not always positive and happy and you know, it's, it can be really hard. And like you were talking about trauma, like some women can be left feeling really, really deflated and hard done by and sad. But honestly, I find when women take yoga regularly, they have the chances lessen more and more for that yeah. to happen. I, I cannot tell you enough. I've never done a study myself. I'm about actually about to embark on a study and um, about the benefits of yoga and it's going to be mentally and, and mental and physical benefits, but you know, it's just for women to just look back and go, yeah, that really helped. That, that for me is like job done. I had a woman who in recent during lockdown, send me a message and, before um, uh, we all the studios had to close, I was lucky enough to have run a, like a three-hour mini retreat for pregnant women in Dublin. And I had mentioned in that, you know, should you need a cesarean birth, this can also be really helpful. I never thought anything of it. That was January or early February, I can't remember. And uh, I got a message from her and a thank you card as well. Um just saying that that stuck with her and she ended up having an emergency cesarean she was birthing and then you know signs were saying no we need to go to theater and she said for some it just came into my head what you said she didn't even take my classes regularly
1: yeah interesting
2: you know and she just said that and she goes i held on to that and because of that it was a it was a connecting to baby a little breathing technique that i taught she said, I really feel I had such a positive experience. In when, when we were worried about baby's well-being, she said, I felt really positive. And I just thought, God, that's amazing. You know? Yeah, it is amazing. <laughs> I don't expect people to get back to me. I'm not looking for thank you cards or anything like that. But isn't it so beautiful, as a simple yoga teacher, that you can have an impact on people's births? Definitely, yeah. And I think it's really important to, number one, teach women how strong their bodies are, and they haven't even discovered how strong they can be, to teach a class that is empowering, but, but doesn't just bring the arms up over the head and do very gentle. Like, I, I, I don't act afraid of the bodies. You know, sometimes yeah. you can be so, like I was that very first woman in 2003 who came into my class, I was petrified of her. And so I think, like you were saying, the patient, you're not a patient. You're someone who's using the supports the system you know that that's offering you and um, what it's offering you it's like I think we women can come up to me and go am I allowed to do this I had a message from someone I had three messages from someone I woke up this morning saying am I allowed to do this movement and I was like well has anyone told you you're not allowed to do it and I you know I went through a couple of medical questions with her just to make sure and she was I was like go and how do you feel when you're doing great i'm like do it yeah exactly <laughs> it's like, yeah this should be you know the fear of and i can understand you know people just want to protect their baby of course you know but you know thinking a certain yoga pose is going to do anything at 30 you know it's i would be also very into the reason i think she got in touch with me was because in my classes i'm very focused on optimal positioning for the baby optimal fetal positioning so to make sure that baby's in the best position that you, They're possibly going to be in before your estimated due date you know if a baby's breech transverse or back to back from 32 weeks on we'll really try and move that baby and i haven't had any baby not move this year and i have had babies not move and that's just the way they wanted to be born and like that's just the way it is and then i support that woman with all supports and tips on how she can have a very woman-centered cesarean birth and if she takes one out of the about 15 suggestions I sent her, then great. You know, I did have another woman who, who knew she was having a cesarean, and I mentioned, look, try to have the cannula in your non dominant hand, especially if you're feeding baby. You know, the cannula is where it's like um, something that's inserted into your veins so they can give you medication. And uh, she was like, oh my God, that, she says, I can't believe how helpful that was afterwards because you're groggy after a cesarean you're sore you know you're giving you're getting medication to to stop like morphine but she was like it was just so great to have my strong hand strong and not compromised like simple Mm -hmm. simple stuff like this can make huge difference like that's one out of many
1: yeah it's amazing and I think like you know the way you're speaking about kind of the like the journey that Women can go through like I think it's a very receptive period because you're quite um almost forced to be embodied in a certain sense yeah. so you're paying attention and you're kind of listening all those little words of any support you're gonna cling on to and hold and like I think that that's a skill that anyone whether you're a woman or whether you're pregnant or anything but that you could bring into your life in all facets like especially even this year, if we could have a sense of okay, all these changes are happening in the external. Like, how do I embody? How am I processing it? How am I tuning in? You know, all of those skills are like life skills that anyone could benefit from.
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, like, I know when I did my pregnancy training, the anatomy we were learning, I was like, i would never heard of this. Like, I think we're a bit better now. I think social media has made us much more educated and aware and you know you see the word you see words like vagina now and you know pelvic floor perineum you know back then when I like I'm an L one you know so it's like (laughs) it just wasn't you know now it you know you will hear most classes me mention the words anal vaginal urethral sphincter you know you'll you'll hear me say those words because that's what they are you know yeah, yeah, and and (laughs) but it was it it definitely took me a while to, to get used to that. And I can see some people still who come through the trainings are still bit like, "Whoa, how am I going to teach this? But I think the more we can teach, like you're saying women about your body's flipping amazing. Do you know, look what it's doing. And Mm. it may may have done some things might've happened in the past to your body that you're not so happy about. And, you know, but it's, it's, it's just amazing what goes on. And I think, and, and that's leading into the likes of, perimenopause and menopause the more we can educate women about their bodies and what they can do to help and what what's going on and um, then the better so yeah. you know each class I teach is a bit of an anatomy lesson <laughs> anatomy and physiology and I just think it's really important and people like that they do yeah. they're like wow you know I, I never knew that and God, I learned so much. I, I never even learned this in secondary school, or saying. And I did science all through, you know, through my Yeah, it's amazing. Life. It's like, why didn't anyone teach me this? And, and I think it's, it's important, but it's not just anatomy. Obviously, we want, you know, uh, on a psychological level as well, uh, stuff that's going on. And, you know, I think it's really important to allow that space. I, th- I think yoga classes really, for, for women, should really have that circle time, that space. For a woman to just express herself
1: yeah definitely yeah
2: and i find a lot of people in my class aren't didn't you know all their families in a different country so they're living here now they didn't grow up here but they've been here a while and they've started if they're starting a family but actually they don't have they have their friends but they don't have family around them so
1: yeah
2: coming into that yoga class for them sometimes they don't care if we do any yoga or not it's like yeah. i just want to be in the room with everybody and i i it's okay like i'll have some people going around they'll be like i'm really pissed off this week i'm just annoyed and i don't know why i'm just i'm just fed up and i'm you know and i'm like okay and then someone else would be like thank you for that i'm the same you know and one woman might just start crying and say i don't know why i'm crying today i'm actually yeah
1: <laughs> i get
2: that <laughs> i need to be able to do that at home you know yeah don't a burden if they have a partner they don't want to burden their partner with every day so then they're like okay i'll save i'll save those emotions for my monday class yeah (laughs) then it all comes out and it's it really helps as a teacher you know decide what you might teach you know that definitely yeah really well yeah and 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 it's fun laughing is really important like i get women to have a good old dance in my classes you know we put on flipping serious dance music and we rock our socks off on our mat holding the bellies because you can get very serious like you were saying that patient can I do this can I do that oh I'm not sure if I'm allowed you know all this kind of stuff and then you see them dancing and sometimes I see the really quiet person who doesn't say much in class they're on their mat and they're like going for it I'm like, yeah. oh, there's a bit of mental health <laughs> yeah exactly on there you know so yeah, having a, a, a variation but yeah it's 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 great that they have that space i think that's why even now that the studios are all just opening people just want to get out because everyone says to women isn't it great you're pregnant oh you're that's amazing congratulations and it is a something to celebrate, and it's fantastic but you're not always delighted. Yeah. And, the guilt, the guilt and that's is-
1: one thing I noticed that I suppose like um, something that became very obvious to me is exactly that, like over the months, like, oh, it's so exciting. And are you delighted? Like this kind of thing, or it it must be amazing. And I kind of felt like at any stage in our life, no matter what we're at, and I think it's really pertinent now, you know, in our kind of... Um, Awakening as such of of different diversities in Ireland and different levels of life experience, that rather than maybe make a statement to someone and say, Oh, it's amazing, or you know, whatever, maybe just ask them, How are you doing today? (laughs)
2: Yeah, Yeah. and I make a joke about that too in my classes. So we go around and I will say, I'm gonna say, How are you doing? and you might want to deck me for asking you. I'm like, But you know, it what I mean is like, is there anything going on in your body or in your mind that, you know, you'd like to share? You don't have to as well, you know, and, uh, but in here, this is a safe, sacred little space and you can be honest about it and, or maybe you're grand and feeling great and delighted with yourself, you know, and that's amazing. But, you know, it's not always, uh, an amazing, fantastic, wonderful journey for everybody. You know, yeah, exactly. 12 people in the room, you know, there's uh everyone isn't going to be feeling the same.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think it's the funny thing. It's like, you know, it's maybe our little tripwire in our minds that we like we maybe feel a little bit more comfortable when conversation is like goes towards the positive like oh it's great sure it's great you're pregnant or it's great this is happening and it, not everyone is comfortable in the space of oh like it's not so great or how are you feeling today and I think that's part of the training as well you yeah. know that we get a bit more awareness around like it's not terrible to feel terrible
2: oh, it's, absolutely, it's, yeah.
1: uh, it's another fluctuation of our internal situation yeah
2: I had a woman in my class and I remember she was like, she had a tough time. She had a lot of, you know, she was very nauseous and um, her self and her partner split up and he legged it.
1: <laughs> and yeah. so she really
2: was on her own and her family were amazing. But I remember her coming into class today and she said, and I remember in the circle time, she said, it was September, last September. And she was like, I've decided I'm just not going to be pregnant this September. I'm just kind of going to do things for myself. And she's, I mean, she's an amazing, amazing mom. Like, don't get me wrong, but she just was like, yeah, I'm just going to, September's all about me.
1: Yeah. good and, for her. Like, thanks
2: for <laughs> and Thanks for your honesty. You know, it's really yeah. to, be honest, like when someone is really honest in class, I do. I'm like, thank you so much for your honesty, because I'm sure we, we were, we were all feeling that, but didn't want to say it or felt guilty or, you know, so yeah, it's nice. Yeah,
1: definitely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's uh, it's, it's something that, you know, I'm learning all the time from women, you know, I could have done, I'd, I've done my trainings now, I've done quite a few at this stage, but I, where I learned the most is from the women in my class yeah you know
1: yeah definitely
2: that's how who why i'm the teacher who i am now
1: yeah so they need to keep coming (laughs) everyone benefits
2: (laughs) oh yeah i mean we had um i had a woman in my class oh i don't know if it was monday or tuesday this week she was away the the week before and she was like oh i just noticed missing my class she was like i actually couldn't believe it because she's on her first baby she said i i was dying to go away and i loved my holiday she was somewhere in ireland and she was like but I really missed it. And she said, I started getting backache. And she said, I just felt that I actually couldn't wait to get to class today. And another woman was in the same, it was Monday actually, she goes, she's on her fourth baby, it's a different woman. And she was like, yeah, you know, she was like, yeah, I know what you mean. She said, I was here last week. She said, but I was so tired today. And I just wasn't sure. I really nearly just climbed on the couch and just said, I'm not going. I'm knackered after running around the three kids today. And she said, but I knew, she said, thankfully, she said, a little voice said, get to class. This is what you need the most. And she said, I'm actually here. She says, the relief. She said, I could almost cry. I'm so happy to be here right now. And I'm so glad I made the choice to come. Yeah, nice. Because she knew the benefits as well. So when you hear yeah. that, you're oh. <laughs> like, oh, gosh, I hope the class is worth it. You know? <laughs> it like always is.
1: It always is. Pressure, you know. <laughs> But I, I feel conscious of our time now. We yeah. both have things on today, but um, it was so lovely chatting, Melissa, and um, us. I'm sure lots of uh, women and mothers and expecting mothers will get loads of benefit from yeah. from all the information. So yeah, <laughs> they
2: will. Just you know, trust your body. You know, like get to know your body and connect to your breath. You know, what I say to a lot of women is the key to an easier birth, and I never say birth is easy easier is to be as relaxed as possible. And that's darn hard. I'll tell you. And the key to that is your breath. The number one thing that comes back to me, I mean, every single message I receive is the biggest thing I learned in your class was connecting to my breath and relaxing my jaw. Like that is a big part of my classes is the blowing it, just softening the jaw because here your jaw is connected to your pelvic floor, your cervix. So the tighter we do was like that tense and release. Yeah. So, and then just letting go. So, you know, there's, there's never a message that doesn't say that. And then everything else is, you know, maybe it's the positions, maybe it was the relaxation, maybe it was the learning the anatomy, but I would just say to women, you know, you know, connect, get to know your body, connect to your breath, your breath is there and your breath is and your positive mindset is what's going to get you through and you will have those moments where you're going to have negative thoughts you're going to hit the wall you're you know and regardless of what your birth choices are this is all very relative you know yeah it's not just i'm having no medical interventions it could be well i know i'm having all of them you still need your breath yeah breath is number one i would say
1: amazing good thing yeah. to finish on
2: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> so have um a wonderful day and if anyone did want to reach out to you your tummy love with melissa on yeah. all that
2: no it's uh, instagram is tummy love with melissa facebook is tummy love and i have tons of stuff on my page for cool. and postnatal mums there if they scroll down there's lots of tips and, and videos and then my website is tummylove.ie
1: brilliant Thank so <laughs> thanks so much Thank Anna hopefully we'll see each other in real life soon
2: yes <laughs> So
1: have, um, have a great day Anna I'll see you soon thanks very much Melissa thanks,
2: thanks for having me no bye.
1: worries bye bye